occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 48. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this construction-filled, rainy drive of a day. Well, you make it sound way worse than it is. It's not that bad, and you shouldn't hear any construction. But if you do, we are sorry. What are you talking about today, Kate? Today, I'll be telling you about Ed and Lorraine Warren's adventures at the Small Household. Nice. I'm also going to be talking about our good friends, Ed and Lorraine Warren, at the Snedeker House. This is the Ed and Lorraine Warren podcast. Disclaimer, I don't actually, I, I was not friends with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Just uh, in case. It was my mom and dad. <laughs> for some reason, anyone <laughs> really thought that. I don't know. Why are you not best friends with Ed and Lorraine Warren? Anyway, before we get into that, some strange news this week. There was a UFO sighting from this morning in Burbank, California, when people saw a glowing orange orb move slowly across the sky. It reminds me of the Dyatlov Pass episode that we did. Can you remind me on what, what, why? So basically everyone was like, oh, why'd that weird stuff happen? And then they were like, oh, there were lots of reports of glowing orange orbs. And like people thought it was like a parachute mine test or whatever. Oh, yeah. But could be could be UFOs. Could be, definitely. Well, someone took a video of, video of it and it's on the source I use for this, which is express.co.uk. So the orb slowly moves through the sky before it disappears behind the clouds. And the person who took the video submitted it to a UFO investigation group. And there's a guy called Scott C. Waring, who was an alien hunter. And he got hold of the footage and he said that the aliens inside of the spaceship could read the mind of the person who took the video and they could sense her fear. And he said this was because, like, they cloaked because they didn't want to frighten her, which I think is really polite. That's so funny. Like, what an insane... I love that she just sent it in and she was like, oh, I think I saw something weird. And then this one bloke was like, oh my God, listen, here's why, hon. I've just absolutely given these aliens a piece of therapy. Here we go. They were worried about you. And so they cloaked. I mean, they might do. (laughs) She wasn't looking for answers. She just... (laughs) I mean, he knows more about aliens than I do. So it's entirely possible. But many people just think that the video is a Chinese lantern and it just faded out. Oh. Which it also could be. I don't know. Open-minded. It's better than the London that got sucked under your neighbor's car. Oh, we're only two minutes in. I don't want to talk about my childhood stories. But I I will real quick just to get that out of the way. We let a Chinese Latin off back when I was about 12 years old. And it got stuck under someone's car. And we had to go get it. Anyways, you should let us know your Halloween plans as well. You should, yes. This is the final episode before Halloween. Yeah, we are going to do a Halloween Minnesota, hopefully, but that won't be a full full length episode. Well, so... it was going to be a surprise, but... Oh, it was? Spoiler, here we oh, go. <laughs> um, we're not going to do anything for Halloween, <laughs> so you should just let us know what you're going to do instead. <laughs> yes, let us know what you're going to do, let us know what scary movies you're going to watch, and let us know how you are going to celebrate now that you can't go trick-or-treating, even though you're 26 and do not need to be turning up at your neighbor's houses for candy. Anyway, you want to you want to get started? <laughs> yes. My sources are hauntedhovel.com, astonishinglegends.com, thelineup.com, wikipedia, coolinterestingstuff.com and ghostwatch.net. 
This story takes place on 330 Chase Street in West Pitson, Pennsylvania. Unlike other hauntings I've covered before, this one has a span of 13 years. That's crazy. That's a long time. From 1974 to 1987. And it happened to Jack and Janet Smurl. Let me give you a bit of background on Jack and Janet. So they were married. They were super happy together. They'd both been raised Catholic, had very similar upbringings. They originally met in 1967 and they married one year later in 68. Nice. So they were going strong. In general, it seems that they parented their four daughters, Dawn, Heather, Shannon, and Karen, without arguing too much. Jack had a close relationship with his parents, John and Mary, which helped a lot in 1972 because Hurricane Agnes flooded the family's home, forcing them to move in with Jack's parents. Damn. Yeah. When I say moving in, it wasn't like properly moving in, you know, like when you come back from uni and you like actually have to abide with your family again. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Jack's parents owned a big house that had been turned into two semi-detached properties, or as Americans would call that, a duplex. Oh, that's what a duplex is. Yeah. There's a duplex in my story as well, but Kate wouldn't let me know what it is. Yeah, I was like, oh, spoiler. (laughs) So it's, we don't have that here, do we, in the UK? Well, we do. We just have like semi-detached houses. Oh, so it's literally just like a building, but, oh, right. That's the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, just split into it. Yeah. I thought it meant two stories, so the more you know. No. So Jack and Janet were given the left side, and his parents were in the right side. That seems like a fair deal. Yeah. Apparently the area was super nice, there was good schooling, middle class neighbourhood, and the Smalls really took advantage of that and became a big part of the community, and decorated and renovated the inside and outside of their home to really make it their own. Wholesome. Yeah. Also, I haven't mentioned this, but his parents would like come and help out, and they would like... You know, they were all quite close. It was nice. Nice time. So it all started a little while after they'd originally moved in. It was about a year and a half later, and a stain appeared. That doesn't sound too weird, right, with having four kids? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But this stain was on a fresh carpet that had just been put down, so I imagine all of the kids were told, like, you are not wearing your shoes on that carpet. Yeah. You are not drinking a Capri Sun on that carpet. You stay well away with your <laughs> Ribenas and your meatball marinara. Oh, I like that you know everything that stains. Strongly. <laughs> I am. No bleeding on this carpet. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids don't drink red wine, so it's fine. I mean, they shouldn't. <laughs> Dear God, do not let your kids drink red wine. Or anyone. They won't appreciate it. So anyway, <laughs> the stain wouldn't go away regardless of how hard they tried to clean it. Then tools went missing and reappeared, which again isn't super surprising if you have kids. But I guess if, because obviously they'd had kids before they moved in, if they'd never acted like that before, then it's a bit weird. Yeah, why would they just start stealing tools? Exactly. They also couldn't figure out what the stain was from. Sorry about the stain earlier. So it it didn't look like anything. I imagine as a parent, you get to know stains pretty well. Probably. Like, ah, spaghetti stain. But no, this was no spaghetti stain. I know a lot about stains. I know a lot about stains because you spill everything down. That's what I was going to say because I spill everything on my my shirts. (laughs) Around this time, they also noticed deep scratches appearing around the bathroom after it was just remodeled. Like deep cat scratches. Oh, that's spooky. They didn't have a cat. Even more spooky. Yeah. Then their mattress started to shake while they were in bed. Oh, I have one of those too. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I always, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. I always imagine it as like when you, you know, like when something like possesses something in a film 
mm. and it makes it like move around a wobble. Lot. Yeah, yeah. In addition, their pipes started to leak. This wasn't a major issue because Jack was in the navy for a good while, so he was like, "I got it. Don't worry." I imagine he was pretty DIY handy man, but. Every single time he fixed the pipe, whether it was with tape or him soldering it, it would start leaking again. Also, the television set burst into flames, but that was fine. They put it out. They didn't think anything of it. What? Yeah, wait. anyway. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> they were like, mm, what is the stain? That's crazy. Oh, the TV's on fire. It's fine. They just TV put it that. out and it was fine. Yeah, that's mm, fine. Okay. And to that be makes fair, sense. To be fair to them, right, if you've been living in this house for a year and a half... You wouldn't think anything of it, just like faulty electrics or like, you know, the TV's busted, whatever. I guess. I feel like I'd be shocked, though, if the TV just caught fire. I'm sure they were. But, oh, right. The <laughs> it way was you comedic purpose, maybe. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm ruining everything. Unfortunately, though, things couldn't stay this docile for long. The sounds of footsteps. This docile. The TV just ex- caught fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's docile. Ah, 13 years. The sound of footsteps started occurring around the house, but no one was there. Typical typical ghost, that's fine, whatever. Drawers started opening and then slamming shut on their own accord. Radios would start blaring music even though they were unplugged at the walls. And Dawn told her parents she could see people floating in her bedroom. Oh, so spooky. Yeah, see at that point I'd be like, okay kids, we're out. Yeah. Or like, I'm adopting out my kids because there is nothing. Oh my god! There's nothing scarier than children who are aware. Oh, oh my goodness! Why do I do a podcast? Are aware of ghosts and be able to see them and interact with them? Yeah. Nothing. Goodbye. We're moving. Freaks it's, me out a lot. It's been good. Yeah. Especially when it's children interacting with the ghosts of children. That's a double whammy. I hate it. You might be thinking, like, wait a minute, isn't this a semi-detached house on the same land as the house Jack's parents were in? Yes. Yes, it is. His parents later reported that their house became freezing cold in different spots for no reason. And they thought that Jack and Janet were having really bad domestic problems because they could hear violent verbal fighting from their side of the house. Interesting. But it wasn't the case because there'd been no such fighting. Huh. Yeah. I mean, as far as we're aware, obviously people can lie, but... Yeah. By 1977, things had gotten even worse. Jack was touched a few times physically by the spirit, which is horrific. Yes. And rancid smells would appear in the house with no source. It wasn't just those in the duplex that were suffering, though. The neighbours surrounding the house could hear screams, bangs, and other loud noises throughout the days and nights, even when no one was at home. No one was immune from the spirits inside the house, either. For instance, once Janet was in the basement doing the family's laundry, as you do, chilling, killing, nothing obscure about it, then she heard Janet being called from upstairs, obviously, her name, so she was like, yeah, heard nothing back. I'm presuming she was used to this because kids always call you and then never respond until you go over to them. Same as mums. <laughs> right? What's that about? Mums always do that. My mum still does it. Right? I'm 23. Just yell. Yeah. she be like, Abby. And I'm like, uh-huh. And uh-huh. You, and then you gotta then, you gotta stop what you're doing, you gotta go down the stairs, you gotta find her because she's legged it into the garden. Yeah. It's all And a then lot. she's like, Oh, dinner's done. And I'm like, Okay, thanks. And she's like, It's not really, but Oh, that's the worst <laughs> as well. 
when they're I like dinner's like ready this. and you're like thank you so much for cooking me a wonderful meal and then you look and then it's still got 10 minutes and you're like what do you want me to do <laughs> anyway janet went upstairs to find out who called her and what they wanted but then she realized she was home alone that's terrifying yeah a couple of days later, Janet saw a human-like black figure that was five foot nine-ish with no face. It moved through her kitchen, like, and then through the wall. Oh. And then Mary saw it coming out the kitchen wall on her side of the house. Interesting. So it went from the left to the right of the duplex. As well as Janet and Mary, the family pet was also abused by the spirit. No. Yeah. The German Shepherd was thrown around the house. And picked it up. Like, it was picked up, leaving it dangling in the air. No, put him down. But it survived, so... Oh, okay. It's all good. Good. As far as I'm aware, the spirit did not kill the, the dog. Janet was picked up at least six foot and strangled and thrown as well. Gosh. And Shannon, uh, one of the daughters, was thrown down the stairs and a ceiling fan nearly crushed her. Like, it missed her by, like, a couple inches. That's very lucky. Yeah. All of this led the family to seek any help they could come across, and since this was shortly after the events of Amityville in Long Island, the Smalls contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren for their help. In January 1986, the Warrens agreed to come over and see if they could figure out what was going on. Basically, they were there for months to figure out what in the hell was happening. As soon as they walked into the home, they knew there were four entities inhabiting it. The first was a harmless old lady, then a violent young girl, and then a man who had died in the home. And finally, the one we've all been waiting for, a demon who controlled all three of the other spirits. Ah. Yeah. Pretty soon after getting there, Ed was like, we need to contact the Vatican for an exorcism. Understandably, so they did. Their proof was apparently had a bunch of audio tapes and you could hear like knocking and rapping on the walls because it happened so often, so he just submitted those as, as, as kind of proof. Oh, and the demon wrote, get out, on a mirror. Oh, classic. Yeah. In the meantime, a few priests came in to bless the house, and they said that nothing weird happened while they were there, um, but Jack was adamant that the entities would just move from his section of the house to his parents' section to avoid the rites and stuff going on. Apparently, the only thing that would give the family any relief from the events going on were prayer and holy water. Obviously, the latter's slightly harder to come across. Plus, if you're levitating six foot in the air, you might want to do other things than start praying. But the family literally could not get away from it in any other way. They tried going on a camping trip, but it followed them. And every time Jack went to work, he was followed. God, it's just no escape. No. Jack, Janet, and even one of their daughters, Dawn, was sexually harassed by the entities after Ed and Lorraine had turned up, presumably because it didn't want to be forced out of the house. Yeah. In the end, though, the media got wind of what was happening at their house and would not relent. Every time someone went into or out of the house, the paparazzi was right outside, documenting all of it. Due to this, the church didn't want to exercise the building because they thought there was a hoax for media attention, especially after Amityville. Yeah, it's a strange thing to do afterwards. Yeah. After all the backlash that got. It's understandable why they may have thought this as well, because Jack and Janet were working alongside Ed and Lorraine to create a paperback book called The Haunting around the time that they said the media coverage was getting too much and annoying them and stuff. So I feel like if you didn't want the media, you wouldn't really make a book. 
but that's my opinion. Fair. In an effort to relieve the horrors of the house, at least somewhat, Ed brought in Father McKenna to perform an exorcism. However, this didn't help even a bit. In fact, it just made the demon way angrier. The father performed another exorcism in hopes it would work out better, but again, no form of relief. For some reason best known to them at the time, he came back for a third exorcism, which worked. Ed, Lorraine, and the father all left. Everyone was overjoyed. Everything was back to being good again. That is until three months later, when Jack saw the dark figure at the foot of his bed, beckoning him closer. No. So Jack, Janet, and their family moved out of the home and never returned. It wasn't until 1988 that the church performed a fourth exorcism on them, and finally, the family found lasting peace. Wow. Yeah. I like that I had a happy ending. I feel like they don't normally. Yeah, definitely. What do you think? I think that was very interesting. I like that it was well-rounded at the end. Um, and very interesting, yeah. I like... I find it, I don't like, I find it interesting when demons control ghosts and stuff. Mm. Kind of make you think that it's just sweet, you know, ghosts. Oh, we don't mean you any harm. Yeah, like, oh, it's annoying, but like, it's nothing we can't deal with. Like a leaky pipe, you know? Yeah. But well, as soon as it starts getting violent, you gotta deal with that shit. Oh, definitely. So how scary do you think the smell haunting is? Um, Maybe like a three. I think it's scary because you can't get away from it. Mm. And obviously there is violence, but it wasn't so bad that people were really badly harmed. Yeah. I mean, people were harmed, but they weren't like tortured or died or, you know, yeah. had lasting effects. And I think as well, it's scary because my main criticism for ghost movies and TV and whatever is like, just leave the house, just move. I understand, like, in some instances, financially, you can't. Yeah, sometimes you just can't because of money, and sometimes they do just follow you. So Oh, yeah, but I didn't you. know that they could follow you. You didn't? No, I thought that was a Hollywoodism. Oh, no, yeah, they can latch onto you and yeah. just stay with you. Mm. Happened to one of my friends from school. How dangerous? I think probably a four. Yeah. Again, because of the physical violence and abuse and the ceiling fan. Oh, yeah. You know, that's very lucky that she was okay. Definitely. I think she had, like, a cut, but she was fine. Yeah. How likely do you think it was that there were ghosts and demons in this house? Um, I don't see any reason why not, really. It's not like... So my one has quite a lot of, or maybe, or maybe not, mm. criticisms. Whereas this one just seems quite straightforward. Well, they always exist. I mean, there were criticisms like, oh, you know, how reliable is Jack? Because he had, like, he had some water on his brain, apparently. And then he had a surgery to remove that. Um, and everyone was just like, well, he's not reliable. You know, he's he's delusional, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like if the yeah. whole family's seeing it. Well, definitely. I feel like it seems quite straightforward. So I'm going to say a four again. Yeah. And do you have any other explanations? Just um, maybe he was seeing things or having some kind of delusions and then everybody else just started to believe in it because of that. Does okay. that make sense? So like an initial hallucination or whatever and then everyone just jumped on board. Yeah, everyone just went for it because they, they were, you know, when the pipe started leaking, they were like, oh, maybe it's this. And then when they started hearing footsteps, even if it was from next door, perhaps, maybe they were just like... Yeah. 
oh, it's ghosts, you know, because you can really get in your own head like that. I've done it plenty of times. Definitely. Well, I feel like as well, if you've had that kind of hallucination, then I guess it's like Occam's razor, which I've mentioned a couple times, that the easiest explanation is probably the correct one. So if you've already had like your dad being like, there's a ghost in the house and then you hear footsteps, you're not going to think, oh, we literally live next door to grandma and granddad. You know, you're going to think like, yeah, oh, that's the ghost, obviously. And they could have just been arguing in the house because if you're having domestic issues with your partner i highly doubt you're going to want everybody to know about it especially mom and dad yeah you don't want people to be into that stuff because it's personal yeah you just you just write it off although it is interesting that everybody saw the figures move through the walls and things yeah so it could just be that they saw the figures initially and then started to make up stuff for media coverage or that it was all made up for media coverage obviously that's always an explanation okay so like media media grabbing yeah, well, you get money and you get attention, so I think lots of people do it. Definitely. Yeah, those are my ideas. Okay, thank cool. you for the story. You are very welcome. How about you now plug us? I'm going to plug us. If you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can do that at Mids Magic Pod, and you should because we post all of our reference photos and other cool photos and other cool things that you can get involved in. Also, if you want to support us financially, which would be very grateful for you to do that, um, because we spend a lot of money on the podcast uh, thank you to everyone who already supports us on Patreon and you can do that at patreon.com forward slash murder. yeah over on Patreon you can pledge as little or as much as you want a month honestly everything helps because we gotta keep this podcast going because you guys seem to like it and we also seem to like it uh, as well as that there's other things on the link tree on our website so it's like buy us coffee do whatever do whatever you will And over on Patreon, you can get things like extra episodes, little sneak peeks into what we'll be doing, and merch discount, because we have merch. Uh, It's a 10% off, I believe. I think so. Yeah. I'll I'll chuck a couple extra ones on whenever whenever I get the opportunity to. Yeah. So, do that. Also, we're really sorry that we didn't manage to do the live stream for everyone for our birthday. Oh yeah, we will do that. We've moved into a new place, and the Wi-Fi is just not having it. We've been uploading and researching in libraries and coffee shops and stuff. So we will do the live stream when we are able to. So if you follow us on social media, we'll let you know when we're going to do that. Yeah, and if you've got any other haunting, ha- haunting, haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email those over to us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, you didn't mention, but you can get merch at mythsmagicandmurder.com. Click on the merch button. That's your thing. Oh, sorry. I'm bad. not getting involved. Anyway. <laughs> So today I'm talking about another Ed and Lorraine Warren story, and that's the story of the Snedeker family. I also realized that you didn't explain who they were at the beginning. so I'm so sorry. It's okay. If you're unfamiliar with Ed and Lorraine Warren, he was a demonologist. She was a clairvoyant. They were both paranormal investigators. Can I make it any more obvious? Oh my God. <laughs> and you might have heard of them with the Amityville story that we covered, or literally anything else that we've covered by them, because we've covered a lot of their stories. Or if you've seen like the Conjuring series, they're also in that. Yeah, or The Nun, or Annabelle. Those are in the Conjuring series. Are they? Get educated, Kate. Oh, yeah, they are. Funny. So you may have heard of this story if you've seen the movie A Haunting in Connecticut, which came out in 2009, or the TV series The Haunting, or the 1993 book In a Dark Place, a story of a true haunting by Ed Warren. My sources are nhs.uk, LiveScience.com, FilmDaily.co, Wikipedia, Atlas Obscura, DreadCentral.com, ChasingTheFrog.com, and ParanormalScholar. 
What did you use the NHS for? Um, to look up a medical ah, thing and to right. see what kind of side effects it would have with treatment. So this story also takes place in 1986. They were very busy bees that year. They were. Jetting in, all over the place. In Southington, Connecticut. It's a small town, and Carmen and Al Snedeker moved here with their four children, Philip, Bradley, Alan, Jennifer, and their niece, which was... So she's either called Tammy or Kelly. This story is very confusing with sources. It doesn't just have, like, a straightforward thing. I kind of had to piece it together. Yeah, mine was the same. The Wikipedia was, like... A paragraph long. Yeah, this is why this story gets a lot of criticism because no one could really keep everything straight. Right. So that's one of the one of the issues. So Tammy or Kelly. Um, and she was living with them because her parents were divorcing and she was close to her aunt and uncle. So they were just like, you can come and live with us for a bit. That's nice. Anyway, so they moved here because their oldest son, Philip, was being treated for Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a rare form of cancer. And this area was a lot closer to his hospital. Hmm. Because of this and other factors, the family were having some financial difficulties, and they were extremely excited when they found a cosy white duplex home available for rent for an affordable price. Was it this one? (laughs) Could you imagine if they lived on the other side of the house? Jack and Janet just moved out. They quickly moved into their new home and were excited for their fresh start. It wasn't until they started to look around that they noticed an odd discovery. Oh god. So in the basement, they found a hoisting machine for coffins, a gurney, Blood drains, toe tags, and embalming equipment. Because oh. the house had previously been used as a funeral home. Oh, no. Imagine the dread you would feel if you didn't know that and all of the equipment was still there. That's Apparently, weird, right? Like, why would they not have removed that? They removed some of it, but they not They just couldn't be it. asked with the rest? I don't really know. Because the landlord owned the whole property, I think. They were like, oh, they might need those toe tags for something. Well, apparently there were a few photos of dead people as well. What? And like head tags and stuff. And they just left them there. Yeah. They left in a hurry. Possibly. Yeah. They left in a damn hurry. We'll get to it. But yeah, so this was sectioned into two rooms. And one of the two rooms in the basement was the only room large enough to be a bedroom for their sons. No, don't put your kids in the basement. Imagine how happy you'd be if you were the daughter. And you'd be like, you're like, oh, haha, you guys have to sleep in the dead room, you know? Right. As a side note, I always wanted to sleep in the basement. I wanted like a basement room. Me too. I think it's because in like American TV shows, they always have basement rooms. Right. We don't really have basements. They're not that common here, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Basements really on. Also, big attics. We don't really have those. We've kind of got like, there's a lot of, uh, what is it called? Like roof, like floorboards in the roof. <laughs> Floor roof. Yeah. <laughs> Floor roof board things. Yeah. There's there's a lot of insulation. There's a lot of those. And it's kind of just like, it's big enough for you to put like one box of Christmas stuff up there. Or yeah. A couple. You have to like convert your attic if you want it to be yeah. big enough. Like my family has like an attic conversion. So it's like a whole room up there. Yeah. But it's still not the size of the whole house. Whereas I feel like, yeah, I, honestly, I've never been in an American person's house though. So I could just be. Oh, yeah. I'm going Hollywood. off of movies. Sorry, you guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you guys are like, oh, we don't have attics in basements. Also, sorry if you guys don't say duplexes. I feel like that's just an American thing. Yeah, duplex. So they hadn't been in the basement when they were viewing the property because I'm sure you're thinking like, well, why didn't they? Why did they move into this place? Because there were renovation materials blocking the way 
And the flat, oh. fam- yeah. So the family claimed that they'd never been told the property was used as a funeral home before they'd paid and moved in. You can sue. I'm pretty sure you can sue for that because uh, they have to legally tell you things. It's like they have to tell you if someone's been murdered in the house, if you ask. True, but also they were pretty financially stuck. So I don't think that the first thing on their mind was suing. Why? You get more money. Lawyers. Oh, yeah. You've got to pay for that. I forget about the process of suing. Yeah, you can't just go around suing everyone. So shortly after the family moved into the house and got settled, strange things started happening. Obviously. Well, otherwise it wouldn't be on this podcast. So from the beginning, Philip began complaining of hearing strange noises and whispers. He also described seeing shadow figures and strange men. This got so bad that he began begging his parents to let him stay at the hospital overnight instead of in the bedroom. That's when you know there's a problem. Yeah. The rest of the family brushed it off because they figured it was side effects of Philip's treatment or his condition. But then all the children started complaining that they would see strangers in the home. Oh no. Big nope. Again with the kids seeing things. And Carmen, the mother, noticed things going missing. They would hear voices and sometimes they would hear the sound of like hundreds of birds taking flight. What? Yeah, very random. What an obscure thing. And then their oldest son, Philip, began having a radical personality shift. No, Philip's possessed. Well, Philip was on radiation treatment at the time, and he began becoming increasingly more withdrawn and angry. He started acting violently and aggressive towards his family, and at one point he he attempted to sexually assault his cousin. No. He also began writing poetry that focused heavily on necrophilia themes, and he developed a strong interest in the occult. Philip. He also began wearing leather, and at one point he apparently broke into the neighbor's house to steal a gun because he wanted to kill his dad. I love that you added leather. I love that you were like, oh my god, he wore leather. He's changed. He's a changed man. See, I didn't think that was a big deal, but then all of the sources were like, then he started wearing leather. And I was like, this is clearly the sign. It's like in movies, though, when they start wearing like black t-shirts and you're like, oh my god, they've changed. Yeah. Like in Greece. <laughs> yeah, when she like smokes a cigarette and wears a black shirt and they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh my god, she's so hot now. <laughs> Philip was taken to a doctor where they diagnosed him with schizophrenia, and his family sent him away until he started to improve. Poor Philip. I don't know where they sent him away to. I presumed it was the hospital, but every source just said they sent him away. Yeah, they probably sent him to somewhere to get better. I don't think they were just like, go away. Oh yeah, I don't think they were just like, Off to France with you. After Philip left, the demons began turning their attention towards the other members of the household. And things only got worse as both Carmen and Al reported being sexually abused by demons inhabiting the house. Apparently also their niece, Tammy or Kelly. How common is that? Because I I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that um, demons or ghosts or whatever could sexually assault you. And then we have it in both of our stories. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I've not learned about it before, but apparently it happened really badly all the time. Jesus. To these guys, especially the parents. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, you know, demonic possession or haunting or whatever is awful anyway, but good God. Eventually, though, Philip returned to the house. And while he was outside of the house, you know, improving, yeah, he was showing major improvements in his behavior and he started acting like his old self again. But once he agreed to move back into the basement, no. his personality shifted back Philip. to how he was before he left. 
The house also began to smell strongly of rotting flesh. Ooh, love that. The parents' bed would occasionally vibrate in a rhythmic way. Carmen witnessed her mop water turn blood red. The dishes from the dining table put them back put themselves back into the cupboard as Carmen was making dinner. She also began to witness spirits for herself, in particular one with long hair and black eyes. Another had white hair, white eyes, and a pinstripe tuxedo. Oh, stylish. Also, this one thing I found really creepy is that the lights in the house had like an unearthly glow. So they tried to fix this, so they took out all the bulbs first. Mm-hmm. And then the lights started flickering and glowing without any bulbs in them at all. Oh, no. At one point as well, Carmen also reported her shower curtain was wrapping around her and she was unable to push it away. So her only thought was that the thing in the house was trying to kill her. Oh, well, I'm not going to use the shower anymore. Sorry, guys. Oh, so she decided she needed help and she contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren to investigate. God bless. They were kind of a household name at the time because of Amityville, as you said. And also the smells. So she was immediately like, I'm calling the Warrens. It wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to go through the phone book, you know. She yeah. knew she was calling them. I'll see who my local demonologist is. So the couple moved in with a small team of paranormal investigators, including their nephew, John Zaffis. And they stayed there for a total of nine weeks to learn about what was inhabiting the property. Ed and Lorraine claimed to have witnessed everything the family had experienced. They'd seen firsthand the damage the demons that in the house could inflict and they witnessed the family being slapped, beaten, pushed, and slammed to the ground. John Zaffis said that while he was studying at the dining room table in the family home, the room grew bitterly cold, and he could sense a presence around him, so he attempted to get anyone in the living room to wake up, but when he looked up the stairs, he saw an apparition starting to form, and then he smelled a foul smell and heard the apparition say, Do you know what they did to us? Do you know? So John left, yeah. Obviously. And he Move didn't return to the house for a few weeks because he was so shook up about it. Don't return anyone's calls. Don't open the mail. You just leave. You start a fishing village in Yemen. Oh my God. Well, he said that every ghost he dealt with after this felt like dealing with Casper the Friendly Ghost. Fair enough. The Warrens ended up saying that the house was infested with demons and they rated it a nine on a scale of one to ten of hauntedness i guess oh stop it either it is or it isn't they said it was a nine (laughs) i would say this is a nine out of ten to be honest could you imagine them walking into your home and they're like oh it's only a one out of ten and you're like there is still there is it we're still on the scale we only deal with sevens over please good god they also found out through lorraine's medium ability that the morticians who'd worked at the funeral home had committed necrophilia on the dead and the actions of this had drawn the demonic ent- entities to the property, as well as the ghosts of the dead who were already living there. Oh no. This is just one bad thing after another. Yeah, so Ed and the Rain called for a full exorcism to be done in the house. Good. And after that, it was cleared. Oh yay! That's nice. Is there like a butt with my one, or is it just good? No, it was done. That was it. There, but there are quite a lot of inconsistencies and issues mm-hmm. okay so a few things to note before i ask you what you think of this first of all carmen asked philip's doctor if his medication could cause any side effects of hallucinations and his doctor said there was absolutely no chance that it would okay but also apparently the family couldn't keep their story straight when they were asked about it at one point carmen said she didn't know what was happening in the house because it was happening to her kids 
But then she later changed this and told all of her abuse stories on television because they went on TV a lot to talk about this. Right. And there are some theories about Philip because apparently after this, he confessed to secretly molesting his cousins on numerous occasions. So some people think Jesus, that... Jesus, Philip. Yeah, inst- some people think that instead of unseen forces attacking the family, it was actually Philip and they used the haunting as a coping mechanism. But I'm not so sure because it seems kind of like a bit of a far stretch to take it this far and then go on TV and talk about the ghost. Definitely, and to get Ed and Lorraine in and then to trick them. Yeah. Also, he was sent to to juvie for that. Good. The landlord claims that the family knew they were moving into an old funeral home because there's literally a sign on the side of the building that says, Howahan Funeral Home, like an engraved plaque. Right. But he also said they made up the story while they were falling behind on their rent, which seems legit. But also, the family said that the sign had been covered up with plywood and concealed from view, like the landlord didn't want them to know. And to be honest, like... I think a good argument for that is that, of course, the landlord didn't want them to know because he wants to rent it. Definitely. he wants to rent it again after well, they like leave. it's like why he made it so cheap, isn't it, really? Yeah. So I'm not really sure on that one. Some of the neighbours also didn't really believe the story and they said they never noticed anything weird happening. But they also changed their story around a few times. So one of them said after the Zenekas moved out that they only did it for the money. But earlier when she was being filmed for a TV interview... She said that Carmen had mentioned to her that she was being haunted, unable to sleep, and she was calling the Warrens. So it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because I feel like a lot of people get jealous or they get like irrationally angry because they can't explain it and they don't want that to be happening in their town. Yeah. So it's really hard to tell. And like, of course, a landlord is going to be like, they've made that up because they want to rent it. Well, definitely. So also, when they were writing the book, so they had like a another writer that worked alongside Ed mm-hmm. and the family really struggled to agree on one story. Apparently it was really hard to get anything out of them because they were all saying different things. Mm-hmm. But also another one of their neighbours claimed to have seen a mysterious green glow coming from the windows of the house. And when she visited the family, she said she was also hurt by a mysterious force. Right. But she did say she didn't believe in the whole story because it seemed like he, it kept getting bigger every time they were on TV. Yeah. They'd say something else. Yeah. But what do you think? What was the thing about the other writer? You didn't say anything about that. Oh, he was just writing the book with Ed. It's just what I meant to say. Oh, right. And they were just trying to get the stories from people. Right. And Ed was like, just try and fill in the gaps, dude, because they're just saying different things. Okay. Um, I am not too sure because I feel like if horrible things started happening, um, you wouldn't be able to keep your story straight, especially if four of those those people our children getting a story straight with kids is impossible you know it's like if one kid hits the other one you do not know what happened really like you have to take five kids as well oh yeah exactly yeah so you have to take everything with like a pinch of salt or whatever or like try and sort of corroborate what actually happened um i think as well it's quite clear that the the demons were targeting the mother definitely so well it's the same as in my one yeah. So what is that they about? Could... Don't have kids just so that you don't get possessed. Yeah. So I think maybe if she was making it up, fair enough. But if she was trying to tell the story and keep it straight, 
Maybe it was just hard because she was probably losing sleep, having a really hard time. Well, that's just what I'm living in a terrible well. state constantly. Yeah. If you're being constantly sexually harassed in your own home and you've got a sick child that you're trying to deal with, and then doctors are telling you he's schizophrenic, so you have to deal with that. You've got an, your niece coming in and you know living with you because of family drama. You're not sleeping too well. You've got five kids in the house, or four, like when Philip got sent away, and then Philip starts sexually harassing his cousin. You've got a lot of things that you need to be dealing with. Well, I think as well, the demon was obviously in the oppression period because it was clearly messing with her. Yeah. You know, turning them up water red, putting the dishes away, things that exactly. weren't like things entirely that are gaslighting but you. Yeah, pretty much. You know, so people will be like, oh, you know, that's not happening because Maybe it's just, just happening to her. Yeah. So it would make sense that she wouldn't be able to keep her story straight. I don't but, see why, why they couldn't have had these problems i think maybe maybe they weren't that bad or maybe the reason that they got worse with every tv show that they did was because things got worse the more they publicized it possibly yeah i think there was also criticism for ed warren because he wouldn't say exactly apparently priests had been to the house and there was proof of them being in the house but not committing an exorcism just saying that it felt heavy but then um ed wouldn't say which like the name of the priest who did the exorcism so there was a lot of backlash over that, but again, could he not have performed one? Uh, no, because he's not. He wasn't able to do that at the time. Oh, do you have to be like a holy figure? Uh, it's complicated because no, you don't need to be a holy figure. Okay, but so the to commit an exorcism, you need to have like positive things that you feel very positively about. You need to have protection and things that you feel very positively about to try and lure it out. So that for a lot of people is it's religion faith. yeah so like because you can do it with with just things that bring you a lot of joy and if you're heavily christian enough that you are like a priest mm. you are so devoted to your faith yeah that it will it will overcome anything definitely you know so the catholic church kind of used that for a long time to be like we're the only people who can get rid of demons right but that's not necessarily true like, huh. I could commit an exorcism. I would probably not because... <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer if you didn't. Because, like, it would be very difficult because I don't know one thing that I feel that strongly about that I could use to kind of to do that. But, yeah, if, you, if you're if you a priest, I imagine it's relatively easy and in terms of exorcisms being easy, which is probably... They're not very. Huh. But... Okay. Well, the more you learn. Yeah. Because he was... Because Ed was Catholic, I don't think that he was able to do it. I think he probably would have been able to, but I don't think that he... Well, I was just thinking maybe he did it, but maybe he didn't tell anyone that he did it. Possibly. he didn't want the backlash. He was like, you know what? I can't be asked with it. Well, yeah, he was part of the church, so it's entirely possible that he did it himself and then didn't want anyone to know. Exactly, yeah. But he said that there was a guy called Father A who did it, but that he was like, that's all I'm telling you. And apparently he was quite aggressive in the TV interview when they tried to talk to him about it. And apparently he'd been aggressive before in TV interviews. But again, Mm. it's kind of like... I imagine though, if your work is constantly shit on by everyone, well, exactly, you would you would have had enough at some point. I, see, I yeah, like I can see why people would be annoyed because they're like, we're just trying to ask you questions and you're Definitely. getting so angry. Yeah, you know that makes you look not very credit like creditable because I think someone said to him like, you need to answer the questions so we can we know you're credible, and he was like, I don't care about credibility, pal. <laughs> well, yeah. So people were like, well, he's obviously not real. But I guess, yeah, if your job is to, to Ed hunt Warren demons is not and real. stuff. That's just in. If your job is to hunt demons and stuff and no one believes it and then they keep getting you on TV, you're going to get defensive. Definitely. So again, it's kind of a grey area. Yeah. 
okay, I think that they had that happen to them. I don't know if it was as bad as they say it was or whatever, but I think something was going on. Fair enough. Do you want to do the scare scale? Yeah. All right. How scary do you think the story is? Like a three. All right. Why? Because bad things happened. It's like the reason that you gave mine a three, basically. Bad things happened, but no one was like lastingly um, like injured and no one died. Fair enough. How dangerous? Like a three as well, I think. Likelihood that their home was infested with demons, as the Warren said. I think there was at least some negative entity, whether it be a demon as we know demons or whatever, mm-hmm. in the house. So I'm going to say five. A five? Yeah. Nice. That's strong. You fully believe it, even with the criticisms? Yeah. Well, why not? The criticisms were basically just like, oh, you know, a mum and her five <laughs> kids that are in the house or, or you know, a mum along with five children that coexist can't have one story straight and ed warren gets mad that no one believes him fair enough yeah i guess when you put it like that i think it's just difficult because as well as you said um people get jealous because a lot of the neighbors were like they're making it up but then some of the neighbors were like no they're not so it's exactly kind of, you can't really tell there's just also i've had crappy neighbors and crappy landlords so i do not believe anyone fair enough <laughs> yeah don't trust anyone exactly all right what are your ideas um it could have been it could have been medications because there's always side effects that haven't been recorded before or are super rare and you know maybe the doctor doesn't even know about them you know true so maybe maybe that maybe it was philip maybe philip was just not a nice guy and the family were like oh our neighbors say that they can hear like screaming and stuff we'll blame it on a ghost because we don't want philip to go to juvie fair Maybe it was money grabbing. That's all I got. Fair enough. I think it's still hard as well because Ed and Lorraine Warren had such heavy backlash after Amityville that people thought they were very controversial. Yeah. So bringing them into the story really made it like, oh, is it real? Is it not? Yeah, it really makes or breaks whether because, you believe it. Yeah, because no one thought Amityville was real. And then they would just write books on things and like hype it up for the books so people think that you know they might have just done it to to work together and split the profits of a book you know but yeah i don't know i think it's interesting either way definitely well if you enjoyed that go listen to our other things leave us reviews on itunes etc and don't listen before bed listen before bed